Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 77 of Stands and Fits, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. Iowa State University's part-time MBA has been voted, been voted best MBA program in Des Moines. Advance your career while still working full-time. You can ask about scholarships and waiving the GMAT. Learn more at ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Recording tonight in the Carl Chevrolet studios. Right now at Carl Chevrolet, the back-to-school sales event is going on at Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny and Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. They have great deals on all of the following brand new Chevrolets. The Chevy Silverado 1500 double cab up to 25% off with zero for 70 with 0% down for 72 months. The Equinox 0% for 60 months plus $750 cash allowance when uh, financed with GM Financial. The Chevy Colorado over $5,000 off for all current GM owners. And then the Chevy Traverse over $5,000 off. Plus all new Chevrolets are supplier priced and up to $13,000 off. That is right now during the back to school sales event at Carl Chevrolet and Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. You can learn more at carlchevrolet.com, carlchevroletstewart.com, or you can check out their lots at Exit 90 at The Rock in Ankeny, and then obviously in Stewart, just west of West Des Moines. What is up, my man Fitzy? Uh, I am here on the podcast, and I am glad that I am not going back to school. That is uh, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, my wife has been at school all week because she's a teacher, second grade teacher. Is she, is it like professional development or is she in, in, in class? Uh, professional development so far. Her first day with kids will come on Friday. Wow. Why did they start? Uh, I was wondering about this. I heard that they start school on Fridays. Why do they do that? It's a great question. Uh, it is actually new for, she, she teaches at DMPS and I think it's new for them this year. Okay. The last few years they've been starting on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Um, that seems to make more sense. Get, get a nice little half weekend, yeah. get everybody into the flow a little bit. Yep. And my thought too is, you know, if, if you go one day on a Friday, you right. probably as a student, you're going to like forget everything that you learned and you're going to start fresh on Monday anyway. I would almost imagine that Friday is basically like orientation. Well, it is, but I'm saying like, you'll forget the orientation part, That's <laughs> you know, fair. Especially when you're teaching, you know, second and third graders like my wife does. So, man, I do not miss that back to school no. feeling. Students moving in right now up in Ames. Yeah, I do not envy them. I mean, on some level, I do because yeah. back in those days, you had far fewer uh, responsibilities. Yep, less stress overall. I would less, say less stress overall. When you know, where is my first class? That was like the most like the biggest thing weighing on your mind. Yeah. Like, am I going to be able to make it to all of my classes? This campus seems really big. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I can promise you, you guys will be able to make it to your first classes. <laughs> uh, you will be able to find the buildings in which you need to go. Uh, and you don't even need to go to destination Iowa state to do it. Yes. And I will clarify that school overall, like there are, there are some weeks, like, especially like the final week of the semester where, you know, you have all the, the finals and whatnot. Right. I would say that those are more stressful than my current life day to day. Like I was more stressed out during finals week than I probably ever have been in the last like four years. You know, I think I was just one of those people, especially once I got to college, maybe more, not as much when I was younger, when that was literally is like the only thing you had to worry about. Yeah. It stressed me out. When I got to college though, I had, you know, whether it was playing basketball or working for Cyclone Fanatic, I was very, very rarely ever stressed out over school. Mm. I just was one of those people that... Frankly, I didn't care very much, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. 
Uh, I'm not I, saying that's good or bad, but it's just, yeah. that's, that's, that's just how I was. I just didn't care that much. Like, you know, I was kind of, I was the kind of kid who high school was just, you know, pretty easy. I, right. I got good grades and then, you know, I went to college and I kind of got smacked in the face because you actually had to try to do well in college, you know? Yeah. And I think too, for me in college, and especially the guys that, uh, took journalism classes with me, shout out to my guys, Mike Randleman, Trey Alessio and company, uh, the, like seeing me at times in those classes, was almost like seeing Haley's Comet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm uh, right there with you. Yeah, it was just, I, I got to that point and I was like, man, I really don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I just want to do what I have to do, whether it's be online. I'll do the assignments and everything. Yep. But if I don't have to sit in this class, <laughs> then I am not going to. Hey, I mean, a lot of the time the motto was the Halo won't play itself. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. NCAA football was still uh, going yes. strong back in those days. That's right. Everyone would get on the, the PS3 and play the Dynasty mode. NCAA altogether. 14 yep. would have been coming out five years ago at this time. Man. How crazy is that to that's, think? That's a long time ago. Five years ago. Man, I guess it would have been six years ago, wouldn't it? Because it would have been 2013. You know, I was thinking the other day, too, that this coming season, we'll, we'll start having uh, decade-ago lookbacks at the beginning of the Paul Rhodes era. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. So like next year, right? Well, or, no, or this year? To this year, because it was 2009 that they did the Nebraska upset and whatnot. Wow, that's true. Man, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Mm-mm. It doesn't seem like it's been six years since the last NCAA football came out. No. Time's flying, dude. Like we've basically lived a quarter of our lives now without NCAA football. That's a, And especially when you think about it, the fact that like you barely remember anything up until like, you know, eight to 10 years old. Exactly. For, you could basically say a third of our conscious memory we've lived without NCAA football video games <laughs> man that makes me sad yep it makes me sad to come to that realization RIP IP I remember we talked about this uh, talked on this podcast about uh the gridiron champions mm-hmm. when they were gonna bring that back yeah man I think that that's been that's a good question I haven't heard anything about that oh in a no they're like suing somebody I saw something about that last week they're suing some guy who was trying to say that the game's never gonna come out but I mean I'm not trying to say the game's never going to come out, but at this point... Like, wasn't it supposed to be released by now? It was supposed to be released in 2019. It's 2019, where's the game? I mean, I guess it is still technically 2019, so they have another, what, five months to get it out? But what's the point of releasing a college football game in December? Very true. Like, if if you're aiming to ideally release a college football video game, you release it probably late July. Late July to early August. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, essentially. And that's when it gives the people... The college kids and stuff like that plenty of time to play a ton man just think how much money they miss out on like on oh dude yeah on uh the the extras that you can buy for games <laughs> well especially yeah the microtransaction right like the microtransaction the, culture has changed games forever for sure like you could imagine all the things that they could do and even madden i would say uh they could do more in the microtransaction category they really could i mean they could go full on like what 2k has done mm-hmm. 2k has i think has embraced the microtransaction thing more than probably they should yeah you because could everything's are, almost built on the microtransactions uh, speaking of 2k have you seen the trailers for the new one coming out i have i saw the, the trailer for the new my player yeah they've kind of they've kind of revamped the system where you're not locked into one or two archetypes anymore yeah i played the last one i played 2k19 i had 2k18 right. yeah i mean i the my career thing i just i i want them to do more i don't know that that one year when they had it where you could go to college i felt like that was almost perfect mm-hmm. that was exactly how i wanted it to be 
but there's still too much of the story there it's like i don't care about his yeah. friends and like that kind of stuff well you know you know the one i owned the, the remember the i don't know if you had 2k18 or not but that was the one that they went full on in on the the microtransactions it was almost impossible yeah. to play the game without and spending like, a lot of money the the my player mode you you had this random like uh, roommate who you know an right. asian female and right you got thrust into just a bunch of decisions you didn't really want to make right and it kind of locked you in and it was just kind of they don't, they need to find a better happy medium yeah. where it's like you give them i mean it, i think that madden had a great concept where it's like you play some of the college you play the combine and that kind of thing yep i want to be able to play more of that though that was my thing i played madden's career mode mm. and you play the two college games and they talk about how you didn't play <laughs> most like for the first four years of your career the first snap you take is in the college football playoff and i would i would have transferred by then man well yeah that's what i'm saying i was like man they're really uh Mad's not paying much attention to the transfer portal at this point. Guys transfer to a school, get beat out for the starting job, and then start looking for a new school again. Yep. You know, uh, we should also plug on Saturday, August 24th, at Borntown Brewing in West Des Moines, the Cyclone Fanatic kickoff party starting mm-hmm. at 2 p.m. We will be there. Yep. Uh, obviously, the raffle will include you know tickets to Iowa State's game against TCU. Uh, an authentic Iowa State jersey signed Matt Campbell memorabilia uh, signed Steve Prohm memorabilia George Niang memorabilia Uh, Jeff Woody is putting up uh, a watching a game with me and Jeff Woody football with fart. You're going to watch uh, an Iowa state away game with football and random things crew. Uh, That will apparently be involved in the raffle. And I I am pretty sure that our ranting on the podcast last week got us put into where we are now is, is also involved in said raffle. It is, is it actually being included? I don't. I haven't talked to Chris about that to confirm, but he did mm. make it seem like that was going to happen when, when we talked to him on or when he was tweeting at us. Shout out to everyone who actually <laughs> added Chris. There was quite a few people. Yeah, I, I I probably ended up retweeting I don't know six or seven different people, and maybe have missed a couple. I, I went back through his mentions, and there were people that weren't mentioning us. So yeah. it was just it, it was I wanted I wanted night yeah. with stands and fits. I had I had to at uh, I had to search at Chris Will- and Williams. Yeah, um, and it just so happened to coincide with the, the birth, birth of his the child. birth of his daughter, <laughs> which I it, felt super guilty about. Honestly, yeah, yeah. You and I were texting about that. What was that Friday morning? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and Chris tweets at us. He's like, "What's with the tweets, fellas?" <laughs> and I just can't even imagine what he was thinking. Where mixed in with all these tweets congratulating about him on the birth of his daughter is. Uh, I want a night with Stans and Fitz. My my assumption is that they were equally important uh, to Chris at the time. I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would like to think that. I mean, it was important enough for him to tweet at us and ask what was going on. That's true. He took he took time out of seeing his newborn daughter. I'd be uh, interested to, to know if he's up. even listened to the podcast yet to really know like what we had talked about. Probably not. The other thing is half the time I black out kind of when we do these podcasts, yeah. so I have a rough idea of what we talked about. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I could say with 100% certainty. Mm-mm. It kind of go ebbs and flows. I did talk to anyway. my mom and dad about it though. They, yes. they did hear it. My mom heard it. It's exactly what I told you was going to happen Yep. where my mom heard it <laughs> and she told my dad to listen to it and told my dad what had happened. Yep. And my, my dad, Your dad uh, tweeted at us, tweeted yeah. at us. He said he would not bid anything. So, uh, oh, that kind of hurts. Thanks dad. Thanks for doing that. It's a tough look for you. It is. Although I, I will claim it's 100% sarcasm and my dad would, it's, it's priceless, honestly. I guess my, we'll find out what my dad would offer up. I guess we'll find out on Saturday at Barntown Brewing in West Des Moines, uh, 2 PM 
is the start there. I, as far as I know, the entire Cyclone Fanatic crew will be there. And uh, Sands J. Jordan because he lives in Texas. Chris did claim, too, I think they're going to be a little bit better prepared for the mass of the crowd. I, yeah, I think that that is also factual. That will be good. Uh, and then we get through that one week from Man. Iowa State kicking off against the Northern Iowa Panthers. So ready. So that's We next have a real college football game Saturday yeah. night. Next week. Florida we'll, and Miami. Yes. Next week will be game day pod. It will. Game week pod. Is, is, I'll be able to go back to ending it. And, uh, yeah. You know, beat the Panthers. It, yeah. Beat the Panthers in our, our traditional way. Uh, there's something else I was going to say. Oh, I looked up the forecast, the two-week forecast. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you? Is it good or bad? There's a, there's a chance of thunderstorms on Saturday. Oh, boy. During the day. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah, during the day? Well, that's yeah, during the day. Because it's, it's an 11 a.m. kick, correct? Yeah. And okay. that's what I said. I was like, man, at least if there's storms, as much as I hate the idea of having to sit in that press box for the entire day, at least we can sit in the press box for the entire day, and it's not like it's going to be midnight before yeah. they have to decide whether or not to cancel the game. And, to and it looked like the, it, it would be clear at night, so yeah. maybe it'll turn into Jack Trice under the lights. And it's not like it's, hope not, it's maybe. San Jose State who has to go home in the first game of the year. You know, you and I is just going to be a two-hour drive away right? if they need to reschedule it to a different day. Well, that was San Diego State last year. Oh, excuse me, San Diego State. Whatever oh, wait, that, no, not South Dakota State. What am I? Oh, yeah, yeah, Neither one of us knows who we're talking about. Some San Blank State. That's yeah. all I knew. And no, it's, it's, it's actually South, so. South. Dakota. S-word. South Dakota State, yes. S-word blank state. It was, it was S blank state. Yeah. S blank blank state <laughs> there you go all right uh we're starting today's show iowa state coming in at number 21 in the associated press poll yes released on monday ranked in the top 25 preseason ap poll for the first time since 1978 i believe i saw um reading a random article that 12 total AP riders didn't include Iowa State in that's, their top 25? That's accurate. I, I looked up the poll tracker. Okay. So then that kind of explains the I balance pull, out. I can pull it up right now. The uh, balance of, you know, that one guy voted Iowa State 8th. Another voted him, or excuse excuse me, voted Iowa State 15th, I believe. So yeah. there were a couple of real nice um, inclusions. We can officially put everyone on blast. The people that we love in the media this year in Ames and the people that we will hate and have officially underrated the Cyclones. Uh, John Wilner, we've already, uh, and we already talked last week about how this is officially a pro John Wilner podcast. Love our boy, John. From the Mercury News. Uh, Tom Bragg had the Cyclones at number 11. I don't know who Tom Bragg is. I'm, he is from the Charles, Charleston Gazette Mail, uh, primarily covering West Virginia. So that would make sense that he would uh, feel have some strong feelings about the clones. That is a vote that we can brag about. Kirk Bowles from, uh, <laughs> that we can... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just over here laughing at my own joke. Go on. Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, right up here in uh, in Big 12 country. Yep. Co- Connor O'Neill. David Briggs. I don't know where Connor's from. Connor's from, uh, man, they really like uh, Iowa State over on the East Coast. He's from Winston-Salem. David Briggs from Toledo. So I'm sure he's got no affiliation in any way with Iowa State. At 16, it was Ryan Aber uh, from the Oklahoman back in Big 12 country. Soren Petro. Is from Kansas City. I think he's a Kansas City radio guy. Okay. And he, uh, so he's also in the Big 12 blue or uh, footprint. And then Reese Davis. Nice. The host of College Game Day on ESPN. So that, if, if there's ever been any sort of indication <laughs> that it, like could possibly 
foreshadow anything. Yep. It's that Reese Davis put the clones at 16. Reese Davis is behind coming to Ames, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear that ESPN told Reese Davis to vote Iowa State high so they'd be ranked for mm-hmm. the upcoming college game day in Ames. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys that, that did put Iowa State in the, uh, in the top 25 or up high were, you know, people that are in the Midwest – uh, so besides our Matt boy- Brown, who's you know like kind of a college football historian, he yeah. he had them at seventeen as well. Uh, so Bryce Miller, old friend Bryce Miller from the previously of the Des Moines Register, he had them at uh, at twenty four. Bryce is in San Diego now. Okay, yeah. But the twelve people that we hate are Chris Murray. Chris Murray is from Nevada Sportsnet. Can't imagine they know much about the clones out there in Nevada. So the West Coast. Doug, I'm not even less Miracis from the from Cleveland. Come on, man, can't, you can't back with your Ohio people. Oh, wow. Gary Horowitz, Gary Horowitz is from Salem, Oregon, West Coast. We've got a uh, West Coast bias. Dave Reardon from Honolulu, extreme they're, West Coast. They're starting to be a little bit of a trend here. Lauren Brownlow, for, okay, from Durham, North Carolina. She is an oh. out, outlier at this point. Okay. Uh, Pat Dooley from. The Gain- man, come on, Gainesville. Mm. Of course, they don't respect SEC bias. Gainesville. Neil Austrot, Austrot from Manchester, Connecticut. His team sucks anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Steve Vergen from Albuquerque, back on the West Coast. Yep. Alex Schif- Schiffer from Kansas City. What? What's wrong? What's wrong with you, Alex? Yeah, no kidding. Josh Furlong from Salt Lake City, West Coast. I'm just seeing that uh, we're going to have a real problem here with the West Coast. Los Angeles, Mark Wicker from the Los Angeles Daily News. West freaking coast. And then Nate Meek. Where's Nate Meek? From Syracuse. Seems like uh, outside of one person, there's there's a lot of uh, coastal bias going on here about the clones. Yep. It's basically our our boy John and Bryce Miller. That's about it, right? Right. So uh, I think the the grand conspiracy theory that we can land on here is that the Pac-12 and all of its supporters don't want Iowa State to do well. I would say at this point... We can safely say that Stands and Fits is an anti-Pac-12 podcast. Yes. For this entire season. Indeed. Anti-Pac-12, anti-everything West Coast. Anti-everything West Coast, anti-everything in Florida. Uh, Connecticut. In, in Connecticut and Cle- New York. And Well, in Cleveland, except for the people who are associated with Iowa State football. Exactly. Hail from Cleveland. Exactly. I'm glad that we were able to sort this out. And then the one guy from Kansas City, but we'll <laughs> give him a pass. Yeah, just because we like Kansas City. He looked young. He looks like he just doesn't know much yet. Oh, so he's young and dumb like us. Yeah, exactly. Good. He probably makes sweeping generalizations about entire (laughs) regions of college football poll voters, just like we do. Uh, But no, still cool to see the the clones come in at at number 21. Yep. And this is the second time total. Second time total, 1978. Uh, Neither of us were alive then. Thank you for that clarification. Yep. I think everybody probably really needed that one. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you're what you're 27 26 i don't look that old come 26, on 26 uh, okay that's a big <laughs> sorry i really messed that one up yeah uh, i'm 25 so everybody does yeah i'm glad that everybody does indeed know we were not born in 1978 yep okay here's okay here's here's a, a better clarification are chris and brent um were they alive then no you'd is have to be 40 you'd have to be 41 yeah. Neither one of them is 41. Rob Gray was old, but he's a grizzled veteran. He Or he was alive, but he's a grizzled veteran. Mm-hmm. I think Jay Jordan probably would have been a small child. Yeah. Um, Jason is 40s, I think. Yeah, they're about the same age. Yep. So basically everyone outside of Jay and Rob 
the two people you would definitely expect to have been alive for both times that Iowa State has been in the top 25 of the preseason AP poll were the only ones that were there. So it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, the Cyclones did not end the season in the top 25 that year, but hopefully they can reverse that trend. Yep, the one the one season trend. The what? What do you mean? <laughs> the one season trend is starting the year in the in the top 25 and not ending it. Well, they've the only 25. been in the in the top 25 one time to end the season, I think, or maybe two times. But uh, the last time was like 2000. Obviously, has the longest Power Five drought of not ending in the top 25. I'm pretty oh, really? sure that that's true. Something like that. Matt Brown was had, had tweeted about or put that on the Athletic, I think, this week. They had to have finished in the top 30, like they in the in the receiving votes category last year, even though they lost the bowl. Yeah, game. they were close, but they weren't in the poll. Yep, they weren't in the poll. All right. Well, hopefully it ends this year. Uh, also on the Athletic this week, they've been doing their run through the 150 years of college football. Uh, the 2011 win over Oklahoma State came in as the number 11 most important game of the 2010s. Gotcha. I'll, Which means I'll, that I can put more pressure on Jeff Woody to bring his <laughs> shoes and put him on the put him on the Carl Chevrolet studio set uh, here from yeah. that game when he scored the touchdown. When we're recording next week, they better be sitting right here. I can. He I, told me I, only after wins. He said he would bring them in after wins. Has has he like cleaned them or or is the stench of the Chevrolet game on them? I hope that I hope they smell the same way they did. I hope they did on too. that. Uh, what was that? November? Yep. On that November night in 2011 when he barreled into the end zone and changed college football forever. Mm-hmm. I really am going to like use a lot of hyperbole with him trying <laughs> to convince him to bring these shoes in. Honestly, I'm, I'm a little surprised that that game isn't in the top 10. Like, I, th- I think as far as, you know. I don't know. When you see the whole list, it. it and I haven't. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of games from recent, and you'd be shocked to know a lot of them involve Alabama. A lot of them involve Clemson. Yeah. But at the same time, like you, you can look at that Iowa State game and argue, make the argument that it was the sole game or the the catalyst of getting rid of the BCS. It was, yeah, yeah. So you can definitely say that. As far as impact, I would say that it deserves to be top ten. I agree paper. with that. I agree with that. Uh, I was gonna say something else. Oh, I I want to say too. We didn't do Facebook Live tonight. We are gonna do our first stands and fits Facebook Live next Friday or next not next Friday next Tuesday at 5.30. Yes. We'll actually get on a schedule of recording every Tuesday at 5.30. 5.30. So if anybody wants to watch us on Facebook Live, you're welcome to next Tuesday at 5.30. Live and in color. Hopefully we'll have most of the set done too because we're supposed to get the jerseys that we had framed uh, in next Monday, I think. So. Gotcha. Right now our set's a little, it's looking a little sorry. It's a little lacking at the moment. Although uh, I believe that, yeah, this box that I pointed out before we came on is new uh, because I watched fart yeah when it was recording yeah and that was there yet. did it look good yeah it looked good yeah nice and clear no yeah i just brought some things that i had from home because i was like I, we're gonna at least like try and make it look like we're trying so are all all four of these items yours oh i guess no, the, the not, box not, is, the not box that. is not mine the other three things ah. I, came from my house nice i like the throwback mug or the throwback glass yeah look at the back of it though what is it okay oh, oh no don't you don't got to say what it is uh no yeah that was a that was a christmas gift i would imagine that there's an entire set wait wait wait, wait. but so, there's a reason that it faces the way that it does yes we got to put a picture of that on social or something it's still cool though isn't it <laughs> it is cool like with the logo it's i think it's badass so, but so it, it was it was paired with another glass i'm guessing then i don't i would imagine that there was a whole set of glasses that came out in this okay. collector series gotcha uh, that went through I would imagine probably all of the big eight teams. I do like the retro look of the, the side that will be seen on Facebook Live. Right. 
we just won't reveal what the other side says. No, it'll be our little secret, I guess. Exactly. This one isn't exactly very happy either, but it's still kind of cool. <laughs> oh no, I <laughs> see what's on it now. Why are, we, why are we showcasing these bad memories, Jared? Well, okay. It's facing the wrong way. It's facing the wrong way. When it, oh. when it faces this direction, it looks cool. You don't know what it says on the other side. See? Yeah. Because there was a part on the other side that should not be seen yeah. by the viewers. But it is a commemorative bottle from the Man. revival of the Cyhawk series, a commemorative Pepsi bottle you know, if, from if, 1977. If stuff starts going bad this year, I'm going to blame it on the fact that we have two things up there currently that have bad things on them. Well, in my defense, we would have had nothing up there. Okay, fair enough. So... Mm. If anybody wants to get pissed about what we have on the shelves, they can send us something better to put on the shelves. That's kind of how I feel about it. That's an open invitation right there. That's an open... Well, okay. Let's not... <laughs> no. Like, we kind of have Don't a Don't send us stuff. kind of have a theme here, but that's yeah. the... That's our, our basis. Uh, ironically, also, 1978, we were talking about that, the last time Iowa State entered the season ranked in the top 25 AP preseason poll, is the last time Iowa State had a defensive lineman named an All-American. Wow. Mike Stensrud. Hmm. And on Tuesday, Ray Lima was included on the athletics preseason All-American team, second team All-American. So this could be a big year, you know, correlation between 1978 and 2019. Yeah. I feel like the, the duo of Lima and Jaquan Bailey have kind of attracted the, the national media hype that they need early in the season to kind of carry it on if, as long as they play well the rest of the season. Jaquan Bailey on another watch list. On another watch list today. Brock Purdy on another watch list today. That season, that 1978 season, did include a win over Iowa. I'll note that. And they beat San Diego State. Ironically, we were talking about them. What was their final record? They were 8-4. and four. Okay. So it was, a, it was a pretty good year by Iowa State standards. With losses on the road at number 10, Nebraska. on the Or wait, at home, I guess, against Nebraska. On the road at Missouri uh, to number one, Oklahoma, and to Texas A&M in the Hall of Fame Bowl. So hmm. all of their losses came to ranked teams. That, so you could you could very well make the argument that that was one of, if not the top season in Iowa State football history. I mean, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. I mean, looking at That's the That's the last time they won three, they won eight games in three straight yeah. seasons, too. Looking at the teams they lost to and taking that into account, like there was no, no major slip-ups that season. No, so. there wasn't. There definitely was not. Uh, all right, what else we got here? Hakeem Butler. We'll Injured. miss the remainder of the preseason with yep. a, an avulsion fracture, a fracture. I learned all about avulsion fractures when that was announced. Do you know what an avulsion fracture is? Uh, well, I know it has to do with the hand. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, he had it in his hand. Uh, it's when the tendon tears away from the bone in yeah. your hand. How does, that's, you think that sounds like a fun thing to have? It sounds like it's very painful, especially and especially an aggravation when you're a wide receiver. Yeah, but he will miss the remainder of the preseason. Uh, too early to tell as far as when they announced this yesterday whether or not he will go on the injured reserve. If I had to guess, I would think that Hakeem will probably go on the injured reserve and will not play this season. Yep, which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, part of what he has to get better at is route running, which he can right. still do with his hand not feeling the best. Well, and the other thing, too, is that I don't know how much of a position Hakeem had put himself in to make a huge impact this year for the Cardinals anyway. Yep. He'd kind of fallen behind some guys on the depth chart, even some other rookies. And... I think that the team was in a position where they're going to have to make some tough decisions on who to keep. Yep. Maybe this will make it a little bit easier to where he can get some work, you know, basically take a redshirt year, come back next year, hopefully yep. improved. 
ready to go and you know work his way into the rotation for for 2020 agreed i mean if he becomes a a, a huge film room junkie then that can only help him another guy who didn't play in the preseason last week was david montgomery for for good, different for different reasons. reasons for different reasons i think that uh if it, I, he, he probably figures to get massive playing time that first week out yes i was reading some stuff out of chicago i think that they might be trying to hide what they've got cooking there a little bit yeah trying to not let the entire nfl see that they just got like the steal of the draft potentially <laughs> yeah which is pretty funny because there were a lot of articles that came out after he got drafted saying that the bears were foolish to move up and pick him i don't know i mean they didn't have picks in the first two rounds he was yeah. basically their first round pick yeah you know yep i don't know i think that that's I, if anyone who said that's going to look foolish is, is what i would say that, that's uh, cold takes exposed as worthy. long as he doesn't get hurt pray pray to god then he is a candidate for offensive rookie of the year i guess i would think so yeah i'd say that that's probably fair uh alan lazard also scored a touchdown uh in the preseason yeah uh, got the shout out from aaron Rodgers. that's right I'd, I'd say it looks pretty good that he'll end up on the 53-man roster for the packers here in a couple weeks i sure hope so because i mean i mean yeah as long as you can get on the field aaron Rodgers will find you if you're open man so i have to say though why do these guys have to make it harder to cheer against the AFC or the NFC North? Yeah, I know. This is just this is this is ignorant. Just don't just, these guys know? Like, I really hope that someday soon a, a prominent Iowa State player gets drafted to the Vikings. I'm just really waiting for that day. What do they? Uh, maybe they'll get uh, Brock Purdy in a couple of years. That'd be nice. I mean, because I mean, isn't the last uh, cycle to play for the Vikings Sage Rosenfels? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I don't but know. he wasn't drafted by the Vikings, was he? Or was he? I don't remember. I don't remember. I either. guess I could look it up, but I don't know. It's, are we that worried about it right <laughs> no. now? No. But, yeah, Brock Purdy on the Vikings. He can take over when Kirk Cousins leaves town. Right. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That. <laughs> well, and hopefully it's in two more years. So, yeah. after three straight Heisman trophies for Brock. Yep. All right. We got anything else on the rundown here? Um, we can briefly mention, going back to Ray Lima, he will wear 58 this year. Oh, yeah, he will wear number 58 in honor of... Uh, the late Iowa State def- defensive line coach Curtis Bray. Yep. Cool honor. Yes. There's been some pretty good players who have worn that jersey. Yeah. Ray will probably be the, the by, by far the most distinguished of the of the group. Yeah. And I I might be mistaken, but I think he's the first defensive tackle to wear it. I think all the, the past had been defensive ends. Yeah. It was uh, Corey Morrissey was the first one. Yep. And then Mitch Meyer, uh, Mitch Myers, JD Wagner, JD Wagner, and Spencer Benton. Yep. So, yeah, all defensive ends. Very good. Well, Ray Lima will set the tone then. Ray Lima will set the tone. He's been setting the tone, uh, changing the culture at Iowa State for, you know, a couple of years now. He's yep. a big-time guy. Hopefully, we'll end the season as a All-American just like he started it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stands and Fits, presented by the Professional MBA Program, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, and the Carl Chevrolet Studios on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high tech, 
some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMN. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Time for Hot and Not. You can go first this week. I can go first this week. My hot this week. So, you know, Chris has mentioned this a couple times, how we switched uh, the way that we serve the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast, uh, you know, made a move over to a... I don't know. Legit is the best way to put it. We've gotten a little more legit with the way that we serve the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. Uh, we used to have it hosted on our own server on the website, and now we've switched that to where we work with a professional podcast company, and that allows us to do some analytics. You know, see the analytics a little bit more. I pulled this up because I thought that this uh, was interesting. The Cyclone Fanatic podcast has been listened to in all fifty of the United States. Of America and the District of Columbia. Gotcha. So then we are officially national. And you had also mentioned to me that it had been listened to across overseas in many places as well. Yeah, I want to talk about the states though. Okay, want, okay, okay. I want to say so. We've gotten eight downloads in the great state of Alaska. Wow. If you are the person that's listening to the Cyclone Fanatic podcast in Alaska, I want you to tweet at me. <laughs> And somehow prove to me that you live in Alaska, and I will figure out a way to get you a Cyclone Fanatic shirt to, uh, to wear up in Alaska. I was going to suggest that the, the, the proof of being in Alaska would you get to take a picture of an igloo, <laughs> but that's a it's, little bit... It's uh, summer. That's another sweeping generalization. It is. Uh, also, if you're listening in Hawaii, I'll extend the same... I will extend the same... Uh, Picture of a sandcastle. Sandcastle for that one. Or just like, yeah, I mean, something in Hawaii. Like if you can prove to me that you are listening to the Cyclone Fanatic podcast in Hawaii, mm-hmm. then uh, then I'll, I'll figure out a way to get you a Cyclone Fanatic shirt. Obviously, Iowa is where we're listening to the most. Nebraska and Minnesota coming in next, and then Illinois. We also really, apparently, really liked in California. There's a lot of cyclones in California, I guess. Yeah. I guess that, that probably makes sense. How about New York? Just in general, like, is, does it line up with the population? Where I'm we guessing? New York, 174. So I guess I shouldn't probably give those exact numbers out. Whoa. There is a number. I'm going to bleep. I'm going to beep all these numbers out. You guys are going to think that we just got these crazy numbers. No. Uh, yeah, we do have some people that are listening in New York, but they're a little further down the list. They're kind of in the middle. Uh, but I was, I was looking at the towns in mm-hmm. Iowa. I was really disappointed to see Clorinda was like at – found it the other day i think it was it it was it was way down on the list so is albia i bet albia is lower than clorinda honestly no one like i'm i'm a little upset that our clorinda homies like my clorinda homies aren't doing more for me 
<laughs> you know, well, it, aren't, aren't, aren't out there representing. It, it makes I feel sense like it's me. probably the people that are listening are probably my mom, uh, Mike Williams. Yeah. And then Renee and Renee Williams and my dad, like when one of them tells the other one to listen. Yeah. That's no, like my guess. And I'm sure between you and Chris, you have your own little like small clear into network of people who are at least interested in, in somewhat in your career. Right. So shout out to the great people of Vinton though. They were way up on the list compared to what I was what I would have uh, anticipated. How big of a town is that? I, I don't know. All right. I mean, it's, I know it's the county seat of like Benton County or something like that. And All I right. only know that because I was near the Capitol yesterday hmm. and saw it on the sidewalk. So nice. That's how I can answer that question for you. Uh, but I can also see what countries people are listening in. I don't know if I want, if I can afford to send a shirt to Saudi Arabia, <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast in Saudi Arabia, well, like let's work, work something out. Let me know somehow and we'll figure something out to, that's awesome to do something for you. So Saudi Arabia, you said India, India. Yeah. There's, we've got a nice little following in India. Any, any Russians? Oh man. I didn't, I didn't I'm curious. I just closed it too. Uh, wonder if mother Russia has any cyclone fans. Well, you know, it's, it's funny cause I, and I tweeted Chris, you know, quite often mm-hmm. when I clear out the signups on on the site that uh you know i kept the the pakistanis out or you know whatever whatever you know a number of different countries uh we've had listeners in ethiopia uganda turkey doesn't look like anybody in russia though really putin's not a fan of cycle flag podcast that's very disappointing russia is like the number one is like our number one arch nemesis though they're they're constant yeah. on constant attack of the cyclone flag forums this, so that makes me even more curious because you figure if they're trying to attack the forums and they got to infiltrate in other ways as well so it's you, actually funny because there is it like i think saudi arabia like we get a lot of signups from there yeah. and in thailand we get a lot of signups from there too and we have had people like apparently have had people download and listen to the podcast in thailand and saudi arabia and i feel bad because now i'm like man what if there really is someone out there yeah trying to listen in Thailand or trying to get on the forums and talk to us well, from Thailand, but I've been blocking them out this entire time. Maybe, this is how they can prove to me that they're real. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing too. Like if you are an actual person who actually wants to be on cycle fanatic forums, maybe you should just like slide in, in Jared's Twitter DMS or something. You know, the best one that I, that I read was Isle of man. Cause I don't know where that is, but you know, props to you. If you're listening to the cycle fanatic podcast on Isle of man, from what I understood, it was somewhere in, in between like the, like English sea or mm. something like that in between Britain and Ireland. And it doesn't look like really somewhere that people live that much. Mm. So I imagine it was like someone was there visiting and just decided to queue up the cycle Fanatic podcast while they were there. Yeah. So that, props to them. That might be because you, you figure if, if someone downloads it, it's just going to be connected to whatever their IP address is probably. Right. Right. So, so yeah, my, my hot this week is uh cyclone Fanatic nation. Shout out to you guys. So you can probably uh, kill a few hours during the week just staring at those stats and breaking. Yeah, I like looking at those stats. I'm now going to become overly competitive about the statistics. (laughs) We need to up our our viewership in India. I can also, yeah, like we're going to start doing segments that only appeal to people that that live in (laughs) other countries. Yeah. But I want to get, if like we could figure out a way to get someone from Hawaii and have them on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast, that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Although I'm, I'm already jealous of people who are in Hawaii, so maybe we shouldn't invite them. Maybe we should invite the people who are from Alaska. Like I said, remember my, remember my offer, figure out a way to get a hold of me and we will, uh, 
we'll make something happen for you there you go all right what do you got all right uh i got for my hot this week um guess who finally convinced his wife to get into breaking bad uh, i'm trying to think of people who have time um is it chris williams it is not he has no time to watch breaking bad so. no he has even less time than he did you know two weeks ago now that he has a, ch- a kid is it uh one. is it brent bloom it is not it's me oh okay i convinced my wife to finally watch breaking she bad gave so me an open-ended question so i was yeah i'm sorry it's uh it's closed now so anyways yeah we are already three seasons in wow when did you start this we uh, it, i think we started it uh, two or three weeks ago so it's been a little you bit waited time. this long to tell me I or forgot. did you really want to get into it before you well i honestly it was probably mostly me forgetting okay but i am glad that i just now brought it up how do you feel about it it's been good so far is uh, it as good i told you didn't i yeah, that, it, that you it have is, to let it get in a little bit. And you know, I yeah, you do. It probably took I don't know four or five episodes to really right. hit the ground right. and get going. Um, and I obviously I still hold hold the um, ability to judge it as a whole once I'll see the whole thing. Uh-huh. But I will say, and you know, spoiler alert. Although you should have seen it by now if you were like me. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> um, the season three finale with him, uh, with Jesse shooting the 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 Gale guy. Man, that was that was that would have been quite the cliffhanger if you were watching it like from season to season. Oh, just wait, dude. Really? Is How many get, seasons are there again? Is there? I think there's six. seven, six or seven. Yeah, I think it's six. But they get shorter. I think is the okay. Once you get maybe to five, that's when yeah things so, really are pretty short. So we're we yeah we're a few seasons in, or a few episodes into season four at this point. And I think the last thing, the last major thing that happened um, was or excuse me that is going to happen is that they're about at the time where they're trying to buy the car wash and I don't know if that has any actual okay. significance going forward or not guess you're gonna see to be determined on my end yes I'm glad that you're at least crossing one of the shows that I've been telling you about yeah. for two years now well, off may, your list it's nice because Breaking Bad's on Netflix because I don't have an HBO account anymore so I can't watch all the ones that you re- recommended from HBO I so. gave I like literally gave you like two shows to watch on yeah. HBO. Yeah. And, and I, both of them like <laughs> True True Detective has 14 episodes that I, t- I would have told you to watch. Yeah. And you've already watched 3 seasons of Breaking Bad. So how can you tell me you didn't have time to watch 14 episodes of True Detective? Well, well again because after Westworld has 20. You probably could have watched those two shows in the same amount of time that it's taken you to watch 3 seasons of breaking bad because my after game of thrones ended my hbo account ended less than a month later so but it's taking you less than a month to get through three three seasons of breaking Bad. but that was when we were moving i'm just telling you that's when we were i'm just saying i see some holes in your story we were under renovation at the house jared if it gets to if it gets to christmas time i'm gonna buy you a one-year subscription to hbo so that you can watch the show okay and if i do that and you don't watch the show then we're gonna have a serious problem okay i'll agree to that I will say that it has been, we've, we have slowed down a little bit, um, especially over the past couple of weeks, just because Bachelor in Paradise is now taking up my wife's uh, Monday and Tuesday evenings. And then we also watch Big Brother, which is on Wednesday and Thursdays. So basically four out of the five work days during the week, we have something on the evenings to watch. So we slowed down a little bit, but if there's ever a weekend day where we have a, a big chunk of time, usually we'll, we'll watch three or four episodes of Breaking Bad. I'm just gonna, this is the point when you, when she's watching The Bachelor in Paradise, when you sneak away, you watch a couple episodes on the phone, you know. Yeah, but then and I then, to, and then, then I have to run it back and watch with her. Well, that, yeah, time. but then when you watch with her, then you just act surprised. You know, it's just like, oh my gosh, I get me, you know, let out, wow, you know, just some, uh, maybe some, some ad libs, you yeah. know, to try and 
you know, usually really convince her that you had not already seen it. If I if I'm ever that curious, I have like when I when we were watching Lost for the first time, there were a few occasions where I would go an episode or two like ahead on Wikipedia just to see what would happen, uh-huh. and that kind of I I that ruined it a little bit for me. So I that shows like a crappy one to go ahead on wikipedia actually i feel like you could watch that read that entire wikipedia of that show and feel like you learned everything that you needed to i i feel the opposite i feel like lost is so crazy that if you if you read the wikipedia probably after a while it'll just all like go away over your head because it's like you have no idea what's going on you act like that's not the way the entire show went <laughs> i'm saying like by the end of it by the end of it it gets over and you're like wait so what happened yeah so that's my point like if you can't even watch the actual show and know what's going on then how are you going to read the show and know what's going on that's the that's the point that's what i'm saying it's like yeah at least if you re- i think if you read the wikipedia of breaking bad you'd probably be able to get a pretty good understanding yeah it's just like with the marvel movies when the marvel movies come out I read the Wikipedia the night that they come out because I already know that I'm going to be able to understand the jokes on the internet then. Yeah. Because I've read the Wikipedia. Well, hey, do you mind if I've, I just- I've basically seen the entire Marvel series just by reading the Wikipedia pages. Do you mind if I just transition to my knot since it's kind of on yeah, that go topic? Yeah, go so, ahead. So my knot this week, and again, it probably won't influence you since you don't watch the Marvel movies, but my knot is Sony and Disney not coming to a deal on the Spider-Man like uh whoever who owns spider-man essentially sony does don't they yeah sony does and like their their ownership deal has been that disney has only made like five percent um it's like first day gross or something first day gross yeah um and then essentially this time when they walked to the table disney wanted to split it 50 50 and sony's like hell no so at this point um yeah why would they yeah, I, I completely agree, actually. Um, so at this point, Spider-Man may not end up being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore because of it. And that's my not. Because they kind of built, again, you don't watch, but they've kind of built Spider-Man up to be the heir apparent to Tony Stark and Iron Man. Uh-huh. And that's going to be especially hard. If He'll still be able to be in like the group movies, though, right? No, like that's the thing. I don't, I don't think like that's that's the thing like he he'll be they'll still have his his own movies uh-huh. but they'll be completely away from away from yeah away from the main stuff that almost seems pointless that's just like sony being stupid that's why everyone is mad at sony but again like i i don't necessarily I can't fault them as from a business sense yeah but i feel like that it really will lose some of the steam of the yeah. why i guess they can't can they they can't just like go and do their own spider-man because mm-hmm. sony owns spider-man and, and especially because but what's also crazy is that i think uh disney owns like the merchandise yes. rights to spider-man yep. but they don't own the movie rights yeah which is it's so weird how like spider-man spider-man honestly is probably just going to be like fought over for, until the end of time at this point sony just needs to give in this is one of those things where i, I feel like it's they're just they just need to give up on that one i don't know like do they i know it probably won't make sense over the long term but do you just take a huge chunk of like lump sum money from disney and just hand it over the other thing is it's like what okay if they split it 50 50 they're both going to be making bank yeah that like far from homes made like a a billion dollars yeah and into the spider verse or whatever that's Mm -hmm. like the highest grossing like sony movie of all time i yeah. think so yep. they could still keep doing the animated ones but like just keep letting tom holland do his thing in the marvel universe yep we got some greedy people here then uh, yeah greedy but at the same time i mean people see dollar signs when they see spider-man and you know who it really hurts what it hurts the fans it hurts it, they don't care about you nope. this is why i don't watch the movies they don't care about me 
you're, just like you're right. The Star Wars, they don't care about you. That that hurts. They Jared. don't care about you, Kevin. It hurts, but it's true. When are we gonna get a trailer for the new one that that comes out in like four months? Well, we've gotten a, one trailer already. It's yeah, like well, a we teaser. need we need a better one. Yeah, you're I, right. I want a real trailer. I don't want a teaser trailer. You're right. Uh, that's a good question. It's probably it's got to be getting close, doesn't it? Probably, I would guess September sometime. It'll probably coincide sometime with about when college football starts. You know what I bet it will be? What I bet the first Monday Night Football, they will run. A, a Star Wars trailer in between the two Monday Night Football games. You're probably because they right. always do that doubleheader on the opening night. Yeah, because that and that is Disney's way to do it. Look at me making. There, there we go. Write that down. Somebody write that down as a prediction. Uh, that one will hit. It's more likely to hit than half of, of Intern Brandon's crazy predictions that he made earlier in the summer. Man. <laughs> Intern Brandon really wants to come on Stands and Fits. Does he? Yeah, he's like adamant about it. Well, I'm I'm open to it if Brandon wants to come on. I told him that if he does, he needs to be prepared to be roasted for the entire time. <laughs> it will be the roast of Intern Brandon. Honestly, as far as like general college football knowledge goes, Intern Brandon probably knows more than I do. Like I'm I'm more of a you know a casual college football fan outside of Iowa State. I'm wondering what the heck is the deal with this fantasy college football fantasy yeah. that he's got us in. Like fantasy football starts or college football starts in four days. Yep. Like Brandon, I know you're out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> when the hell is the draft? Who, yeah. How am I going to know who to root for and against if you haven't even organized the, the draft? Yeah, it's going to be the kind of thing where we're drafting two weeks into the season and some guys have already got stats and you know who to draft because those, stat, those stats will count for the two weeks that we missed. I'll just say that I'm glad that intern Brandon is a better intern than he is fantasy football commissioner <laughs> at this point. Yep. That reminds me, though, like once the draft does get on schedule, I will actually have to deep dive into who I should be drafting. I'm just going to draft with my heart. Are you? Yeah. So Brock Purdy number one. Yeah, <laughs> Brock Purdy number one. Uh, I'll take. Which, which, which Iowa State running back are you taking in your college fantasy football draft? Uh, I don't know. That's the problem. I was gonna say I'd take someone from Nebraska, but they have like a running back by committee situation going here too. So uh, that'd be kind of. And you, you can't take Taylor Martinez because you already have Brock Purdy. Or not, excuse me, not Taylor well, Martinez. I was going to say Taylor Adrian, Martinez. Taylor Adrian Martinez. Martinez. Taylor Martinez's eligibility also ran out six years ago. They got uh, too many Martinez's over there in Nebraska. Uh, hopefully this one's a little bit better than the last one. <laughs> it ends up a little bit better than the last one. Team Magic, man. Uh, <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> you're damn right. Uh, gosh. My not this week is the end of an era. The king has officially fallen as of Monday. Old Town Roads run atop the Billboard charts 19 consecutive weeks as the number one song in America has come to an end. Um, do you know what it was displaced by? What song took uh, the crown? Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Man, that song is so overplayed. Which had been number two behind it for a really long time. I will say that uh, <laughs> you'll frown at me. I, I did change the radio when Old Town Road came on for a long time, but I, I think the amount that Billie Eilish and her song gets played now has already like overcome the amount that Old Town Road was played on the radio. I really love Old Town Road, all of the versions. Well, not the K-pop one. That one's kind of weird. Old Soul Road or whatever it is. But uh, the like the other three all bang in their own ways. And I can distinguish which one is which. So almost instantly. Was the 19 Weeks all the original? No, it was the one with Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask if, if technically if that was... Uh, I don't know if they can chart like multiple versions of a song at the same time. But the, but each time they do those remixes, it, it gives it a bump to where, yeah. you know, people will go back and listen to the other one. And that's kind of how... That's how... Like, I think that that's kind of what the deal was when... Because they put out a bad guy remix with Justin Bieber. Mm. And I don't think that that's the one that ended up 
uh, moving to number one. Well, you figure if the one with Billy Ray is the one that charted, then uh, you think you probably think that multiple versions can chart. I think. Well, yeah, but the the original isn't on the chart. I don't think. Yeah, but that's like, wouldn't you figure that the original would have been on the chart though? Like eventually. Well, I mean, it could have, but. I don't, so, so I don't you're know. saying like whichever version charts first, that's the one that gets stuck. You think? Yeah, or charts the highest, maybe. Yeah, that could is be. the one that shows up. I don't know. I would have to. I'd have to do. I've done some research into the Billboard. I, I do some research into some weird stuff. I've read the Wikipedia of the Billboard. And you're just reading Wikipedia for everything. Oh, I I love Wikipedia. <laughs> I had this conversation last night with someone. I. It's always it's funny too because uh, growing up, you know, all your your high school teachers, especially, told you never never go on Wikipedia. Wikipedia anyone is the who, devil. Anyone in 2019 who tells you not to go on Wikipedia is just is okay. Let me rephrase this. Anyone in 2019 who tells you not to use Wikipedia as a source in average everyday conversation is an idiot. Yeah. Because I'm not saying go if you're writing a paper, you know, for your 10th grade composition class or you're writing a paper in uh, in some journalism class at Iowa State right now. I'm not going to say I didn't use Wikipedia and then like look at the sources that they had. <laughs> that's what you do. That's that's A plus level material yeah, right like there. That's how, you, that's how you work around it a little bit. But like if you're in a bar argument or you just want to do some casual research on billions of different topics any number of topics wikipedia is without a doubt the best place to do the research i will say that wikipedia is my personal go-to source for historic college football stats i know you have like the this the, especially the iowa state handbook and whatnot that you all and you probably have like a bunch of other official journalistic references but I oh no i i mean i read <laughs> yeah, wikipedia would be my first okay thing i would look at for most yeah. things whenever i'm writing a, a topic that i i need college football stats for i that, just go on wikipedia it can get a little looser on that one though where you know the scores can be wrong or something like that just because yeah. it's not as it's not patrolled as much yep but a lot of times when you're i mean if we're talking about the billboard charts or world war ii <laughs> yeah. you know uh the history of iowa state university things like that you can go on wikipedia and it's going to be pretty accurate yep you know like because it and this is another misnomer like i I guess in theory, on some pages, you could definitely go and change Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Like the 2017 Iowa State football season, if you wanted to go type in some sentence that was maybe based in some semblance of fact, it probably wouldn't get changed unless someone fag- like flagged it. Mm-hmm. But the uh, just generally, like you can't you can't just be a person that goes on and changes the World War II Wikipedia page. You're not going to just find some random weird sentence on Wikipedia. It has to be approved and you know you have to be able to source things and stuff like that like there is really is like some wikipedia is a way bigger like way more legit operation than i think people realize and i will say it's it like they've probably beefed up their like back end uh filtering a well, lot more than when we were in high school that's what i'm saying it's just there's yeah it, it's way more serious now where they don't just let people write whatever they want to on any page yeah this is my impassioned defense of wikipedia <laughs> i'm there with you man <sighs> all right um is that it for hot and not yeah i think so okay cool uh last thing uh our we've talked a lot about taylor hagan on this podcast yep the undoubted number one fan of stands and fits even more than our parents there's sure there's no question about it i mean maybe they like us individually yeah more than taylor likes us as people but it's debatable yeah but at least <laughs> of our podcast 
I, there's no doubt about it that Taylor Hagen is uh, the biggest fan of stands and fits that there is in the entire world. And his fiance Cassie is, uh, I've talked to her a little bit. She's a very nice lady. Uh, she had to have a, or she needs to have a liver transplant after she had a shunt placed in uh, about 10 years ago and it is failing and they are now searching for a liver donor transplant um, and they're in the process of being tested but they're going to hold a benefit in Clear Lake on October 19th and we're going to we'll tell you guys more about that when it gets a little bit closer I think I'm going to try and figure out a way to get Cyclone Fanatic involved in that yep. a little bit um, but you can also find on Twitter and I think Fitzy and I will both retweet this yep uh, a GoFundMe for her and uh and trying to help with her medical costs help uh you know get this thing figured out and uh so we want to shout out to them just yep. uh if you support and yeah. if you if you feel like you want to help out someone who's part of the cyclone fanatic community that's uh somebody good to help out yep raising money uh at barn town this saturday and obviously you can raise some money uh for another cycle fan right on twitter we try not to jump in on a you know we don't want to have a cause to do something with it every moment of every yeah, yeah. day but when we find something good with for good people then uh you know we're definitely behind that and obviously the family and clorinda that we'll be raising money for on saturday we're 100 percent behind that and we uh, hope that you guys will come out and and help uh you know help us raise money at barntown um but this one i think is something worth it too and like i said me and fitzy will both put that out on twitter here uh, after this podcast is posted and if you would like to help out another member of the Cyclone Fanatic community. Like I said, just uh, consider that and keep them in your prayers for sure. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. All right. Good podcast. We'll talk to you guys again next week. It will officially be the end of the off season. We've, uh, we've beat the off season. Almost. How does it feel? Uh, it feels 99% good because we still have that 1% left. It's almost time to wipe out the, the records. Yep. Start with a clean slate. Everybody's 0-0. Yep. Even though n not everybody will be 0-0 because Florida and Miami and some other teams will have already played. Yep. Good for them for starting a week early. Shout out in week zero. Yep. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace.